1: they are who we thought they were, and we let them out the hook. I get out of hand, just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's
0: go scatter the west right tight. Left, left 372 Y sticks, East spot. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, i am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, here we go. Hour two underway. If you're just tuning in, Thanks if you've hung on and are just continuing right along throughout the show today with me thanks really appreciate your time appreciate you tuning in however you're listening wherever you're listening i'm matt beavers here most importantly you're here in the farm bureau studio farm bureau go with the home team they are your home team at farm bureau insurance Across all 82 counties in the great state of Mississippi, somebody can deal with one-on-one face-to-face, you know, that's a great thing about Farm Bureau Insurance. You have a local agent. We say local that it's the person who handles your insurance for you, advises you, makes sure you've got the coverage you need on everything, home, life, auto, and and they're local, they're in your town. And you pick up the phone and if you have that fender bender, you have some question at 9 o'clock at night, you text them. Or you go down three streets over and knock on their door. You see them at church on a Sunday morning. You see them at the game on Friday night. That's your local Farm Bureau agent. We also stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Y'all hit me up on the country Please and text line. There it is, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. So text away if you're not driving. And we just might read it on the air. We read most of them. Kind of had a slow day on the text line in the first hour. It may just be one of them things. <laughs> it just be one of them days. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we, it is what it is. We had a phone call in the uh, first hour on the Divinity Equipment phone line from Mike, who was traveling on the Natchez Trace, and we didn't hear one word he said. <laughs> and, and so that ended. But you can call me. I'd love to hear your voice. On the Divinity phone, 995-1059. That's the 601 number, 995-1059. Great group of people that are watching the stream today on Periscope and Twitter. If you're watching on Facebook, hey to you. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Type in a question, a comment, and uh, that just might make it on the air also. Um, we were going through the NFL schedule stuff. You're going to get the full release of the NFL schedule on Thursday. That's my understanding. It'll have the dates, the whole calendar. Right now, we already know who the opponents are, you know, who the Saints are going to host, who they're going to go to and all that kind of stuff. We went over some of that. And I was looking at that Saints schedule. And, you know, I'm certain that I'm talking to a, a couple. Or three or four hundred Saints Ticket holders or season ticket holders and certainly thousands of Saints fans out there in listener land. And it's not an easy home schedule. I mean, the road schedule tough enough. I mean, but you got road games, uh, Detroit, Broncos have a new quarterback. It's tough to go there depending on the time of year. Bears, lots of winnable games in the NFC. But you look at the road schedule. I'm sorry, the home schedule. You look at the home schedule. You you always host your division Panthers, Falcons, but They're going to host the Packers who, when they're having a good day, they can outscore anybody with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to host the Vikings, who have an outstanding team and defense. They're going to host the Chiefs, the defending world champs, who nobody can stop. You will have to outscore them. They're going to host the 49ers, who the Chiefs beat in the Super Bowl, who, you get ready to play the 49ers, line up and tackle their run game for four quarters. That's no fun. And they will host the Chargers, like the Chiefs and the Raiders out there in the and the Broncos out there in the AFC West. So they'll host the Chargers. And we had a comment here on the uh, country-pleasing text line from that Boy, who says, Chargers will be tough this year, great defense, and a veteran QB. Who is their veteran QB? See, Phillip Rivers not there anymore. You know, Phillip Rivers is off to Indianapolis. He's going to make them a lot better. I really believe that. I really believe with that team and program, and Frank Reich is a really good coach, They've built the offensive line. They're going to run the ball some and protect him a little bit. I mean, do we know who the Chargers' quarterback is? Did they draft one? Or am Maybe. I just complete?
1: Who is it, Beaver? Well, they draft they drafted uh, <clears throat> Herbert from Oregon. Yeah. Okay. The veteran QB that boy speaks of though is Tyrod Taylor, which not an attractive option to me no and and,
0: and he's been good you know at times he's been serviceable when he was in buffalo and then of course didn't he also play in baltimore a little while i think he did
1: i remember him in buffalo and cleveland cleveland okay not sure about baltimore
0: yeah okay i'd have to look it up and see but he's not a you know so i don't know if that's what he's thinking of all right so they go and they get herbert in the first round and you just don't know that's a thing you just don't know. It's like the Cowboys going to Cincinnati this year. You go, well, I mean, normally you see Cincinnati on the schedule, happy to play them anywhere. We're going to beat them regardless of where we play them. But now they've got the overall number one QB. But they, these teams with these first-round quarterbacks don't normally flip that switch and just become world beaters in year one because of that first-round quarterback, right? I mean, don't forget that the Chiefs, traded up into the first round a few years ago to go get Patrick Mahomes, who then went to Kansas City and did not immediately beat out Alex Smith for the starting job. So I don't I don't know yet. And they do have a good defense, but they're also in the middle of a coaching change. I just don't know that we know a whole lot about the Chargers. It could be a tough game. You know, we'll see. With the Chargers in Los Angeles and their lack of uh, support uh, to this point, would you rather play them on the road than at home? Yeah, you'd love for that to be one of your road games. Like You have more fans there than they will. And so that brings us to Bob on the Country Pleasing Text Line, who says, where did Cam Newton go? Bob, that would be exactly nowhere as of this point. And part of the reason is, Here's a story from two days ago. Report! Cam Newton will not accept the job as a backup. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. Think about that. It says, before anybody has even signed him, in this sport of football, which is all about competition, and it says Cam Newton will not accept a job as a backup. Cam Newton remains a free agent more than a month after being released by the Carolina Panthers, and and the longer into the offseason it gets, the less likely it is that he'll land a starting job. We're way, way into this offseason. So this guy out at The Athletic named Joseph Parson covers the NFL. He's content to wait until an injury opens up an opportunity to go be a starter. He's 30 years old. Here's what Parson tweeted. He's got one of those little blue check marks. It means he's bona fide. Mama said he ain't bona fide. He's bona fide. He tweeted, had this discussion with someone last week. No way Cam Newton signs with anyone as a backup. He's continuing to rehab and wait for travel restrictions to lift so teams can examine him. Worst case scenario, he waits until a starter gets hurt. Let me ask you something. Do you want a guy coming in to take over your organization? Because if you're an NFL starting quarterback, you are the leader. You are the man on the whole team. Everybody kind of looks to you. And do you want a guy who says, I'm not coming to your team if there's competition. I ain't coming there to watch somebody else play or to try to practice better than them and earn a spot on the field. I will only come there if the playing time is guaranteed. Well, hey, look, you know, you're Cam Newton, your former NFL starter Heisman winner, led your team to a Super Bowl, didn't win it, but led them there. You be you. that's your prerogative, Bobby Brown. You go right ahead. But do you want that? The answer is no, and neither do any of the NFL teams want that either. And frankly, we can say what we want, but the fact that he'll roll up into your post-game interview dressed like Cher after a concert, that doesn't help his case either. Jason in Flagstaff. Country-pleasing text. Drew Brees could throw a scan uh, a quarter mile <laughs> in that thin Denver air. He's from Purdue, by the way, and the cold won't bother him that much. Not him. What about everybody else? Plus, he's old, Jason, and he just had thumb surgery last year on his throwing hand. Are we sold that everything is hunky-dory if the Saints have to go to Denver in December? They better hope it ain't in December. That's all I'm telling you. Because the more you get beat up throughout the year, the worse that cold hurts when you roll up in there. Squez, great question. It's time to answer Squez's question. Do we have an update from Beaver on the TV? Beaver, what's up? Hey,
1: Matt. Wyatt, I will tell you now, the saga is
0: almost complete. Mm -hmm. Almost. You're tracking that tracking information, aren't you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, it was delivered yesterday at 2.30. TV stand was delivered. Now... No, I'm not there at 2:30 though. I don't get home until about 7:30. Yeah. At night. So I got home last night and it was it was there. Um, actually, Big L is putting it together for me. That's great. So maybe he may be doing it as we speak. I don't know.
0: Big Larry I'm gonna put it together. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
1: So our saga should I say should in all caps end tonight.
0: Hallelujah. Well, pictures or it didn't happen. So uh, that kind <laughs> of. Oh, hey, by I'll the way. Be
1: tweeting you one.
0: All right. So his name is Larry. Um, Big Beaver is also uh, named Larry. I have a theory. Uh, well, it's not a theory. I've just had this persistent question over the years. That it makes me wonder, are we really in some sort of matrix? Now, as a born again Christian, I know the answer to that. It's no. But I have fun with this question. Beaver, would you agree with me that the world is full of men named Larry? Yeah. Yes. A lot of Larrys. A lot of them. And I, now, we would probably go back to the 1920s or so and go, well, there's not a whole lot of Larrys back then, but there were some. So, for, for an entire century... This country has been populated with millions of men named Larry. Is that also basically a true statement?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Well then, why is it that right now, at this very moment, at this very moment right now, why is it that I can't walk into a single daycare from California to New York, and find a toddler named Larry? Not one. There ain't no toddlers named Larry. (laughs)
1: Have you done the appropriate legwork?
0: Excellent question, counsel. Hmm. No. but Again, that's why I say it's just a theory, and I don't care enough to go look it up. I'm just saying that in my entire life, and I'm 43 years old, my entire life, I've known hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of men named Larry. I've never met a toddler named Larry. Where are all the Larrys coming from? Right now, I would guarantee you, I guarantee you, Beaver, that we could pick up the phone book. and we, Or phone book, that was a, don't exist anymore. We'll Google it. And we could... Look up every daycare in the Jackson metro area that is open and call every one of them. None of them have a three-year-old in there named Larry. (laughs) Yet, here's what's going to happen. 25, 30 years from now, Jackson's going to have 8,000 Larrys running up down the streets. Where are the Larrys coming from? Now, I'm not a comedian. If I was, I could make something funny out of this. I'm just saying it's an observation. Where do Bobs come from? You ever met a toddler named Bob? No. Exactly. How many Bobs do you know, though? A good bit. Exactly. Where are the Bobs and Larrys coming from? Because they were never kids. (laughs) (laughs) None of us went to school in the first grade with a Bob. You're blowing my
1: mind right now. This is cuz this is accurate because Larry is not a
0: a youthful <laughs> it ain't. name. There's God. no Larrys.
1: These Larrys group. and Bobs are happening out of spontaneous combustion.
0: <laughs> now, and and you know, I exactly. I'm just saying nobody can remember when they were in kindergarten having a classmate named Larry. <laughs> nobody can remember. <laughs> oh, I just don't know where they're coming from so it's either the matrix or we just weren't paying attention one or the other um enough of that back over here to the uh, country pleasing text line it's starting to light up it's weird how that happens sometimes beaver it's like we didn't have very many texts in the first hour and now in the first 15 minutes of the second hour we've had more texts than we did in the entire first hour i don't know why it happens like that um Unnamed texter says, Matt, I've been out of pocket a few days, so I'm not sure you've discussed the following. Shea Patterson signing with the Chiefs. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. And it's incredibly interesting to me because I I just love the fact that we get this continuance of the Ole Miss argument we had those years. Jordan Taamu versus Shea Patterson. See, you know, the Chiefs picked up Jordan Taamu Now, They have Chad Henney in there. He's going to be the backup. He's the experienced guy. I really believe that. I mean, they've got a chance to compete for the backup job. But really what this is, is Jordan Tamu fresh off his stint in the XFL, versus Shea Patterson, undrafted free agent, for the third-string quarterback job for Kansas City. That's basically what this is. And we had the argument, you remember, of, oh, boy. Shea Patterson transferred, but if he had stayed, there was no guarantee be, that he was going to play because Jordan Tommy was actually better. Was he? I made the argument, well, even if Tommy was better, if Shea Patterson had stayed at Ole Miss, he'd have been playing. Well, he went to Michigan, and it was okay. He yeah, didn't get drafted. He was all right. Well, now they get to pick it back up. Which one of y'all is it going to be for the third-string job? I love it. it gives me something to follow in Chiefs camp. Ready Teddy on the country pleasing text. How many former NFL MVPs would accept a job as a backup? Well, see, that's a thing. We're talking about Cam Newton here. How many former MVPs would accept a job as a backup? Well, I don't know that he's an MVP. And honestly, I don't know what that equates to. We go, well, somebody is a he was named the NFL most valuable player. Well, you know, good for him. You know who cares about that? Agents. Because it's something they use in contract negotiations. You know who doesn't care about that? Everybody else. Coaches, GMs, teammates. He was the MVP. Oh, okay. Hey, he, he wasn't the MVP. Finished second. Don't care. So I know that's your qualifier there. You're saying how many former NFL MVPs would accept a job as a backup? Let me tell you what Cam Newton needs to do. What he should be doing is humbling himself just exactly the way Jameis Winston is. They both have a Heisman Trophy. They both have a national championship in college. They both have a number one beside their name in terms of draft picks. Now, Jameis Winston maybe had not been the MVP. Maybe he didn't get the Bucks to the Super Bowl. Maybe the Bucks are a worse organization than Carolina. How about that? And maybe last year, while Cam Newton is dressing up in the postgame like Madonna, maybe Jameis Winston was, yeah, throwing 100 interceptions, but he also threw for more yards than anybody else in the NFL and didn't really complain when things went south. And now has at least openly said he looks at being Drew Brees' backup and working and learning under him and Sean Payton as an opportunity for him. He's humbling himself a little bit. Why can't Cam do that? Well, he's a former NFL MVP. He's not accepting the job as a backup. Well, you know what he's played like, you know, for the last year and a half that he was on the field? A backup. He's a former NFL MVP. Well, how many of these teams in the NFL right now want a quarterback who's been a better runner than a thrower throughout his entire career and is beat up? How many of them want that? Who need a starting quarterback? let's, you know, we could get into that. Who needs one? You know, it's not Tennessee. They're gonna roll with uh Tannehill. Why? Is Ryan Tannehill a better thrower than Cam Newton in the NFL? I mean, who is it gonna be? Like Cleveland? No, not really. I mean, they're still riding with Baker. It's not Buffalo. You know, it's nobody in the AFC East. I mean, it could be the Patriots, right? I mean, the Patriots are the one team right now that didn't draft highly a quarterback and don't have one coming back. The Patriots are it. Let's see, anybody else? Everybody else either has one coming back. I mean, the Broncos are going to elevate their backup guy. Uh, Drew Locke, but he's got great potential. Just about, you know, almost literally everybody else in the NFL has one coming back or drafted one, except for the Patriots. Maybe Washington. But, you know, like, there couldn't be a worse fit, potentially, than the Patriots and Cam Newton. <laughs> right? And he's saying, I'm not coming back till somebody gets hurt. That's the dumbest thing he's done in a long time. Hey, but more power to him. He's a former NFL MVP, and he can do whatever he wants. Just getting started with you here in hour two. I'll get some more of your texts coming up. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Doggone it. All this talk we've had about the NFL, and I did not use it as an opportunity to play the Monday Night Football theme song. Dog, it. Ba-ba-ba-ba! Come on! I don't care if they're playing... Soon or not. Little Monday night football theme will get you going, won't it? If that unlights your fire as a sports fan, your wood's wet. All right. Ricky Bobby on the Country Pleasing Text Line says, I've been a Bob my whole life, 26 years old now. Anthony from Tupelo says. Uh, oh, he said earlier in the at the end of the first hour, <laughs> that's great. I mentioned that in the first hour, I didn't get a whole ton of texts. And he says, you're not getting many texts because we're all back at work. We can't text and drive. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, thanks for your text, Anthony. He says uh, his dad was born in 1947 and his name is Larry. Jason. Another Jason, not in Arizona, but another Jason on the country please in Texas. I have a friend named Matthew that everyone calls Bob. He's not a Robert or anything like that. So how you, if your name's Matthew, how do you get the nickname Bob? I thought that was assigned to uh, to people named Robert. Patrick says he went to school with a guy named Justin. They called him Larry. <laughs> and that he's probably listening. And that's a weird one. I mean, the typical nicknames or or shortenings are if your name is Lawrence, then you become Larry. If your name is Robert, then you become Bob, right? If your name is William, then you become Bill or Billy. That's some weird stuff. Why does that happen? Jason in Flagstaff said that may have been later than the 60s or 70s. I've not been in contact with him much. He says, you want to... Um, he says Larry isn't on the top 100 baby names list anymore Bob is short for a few hundred names yeah right like we were talking about then he says I know one guy who played offensive line for state in the 50s 60s Larry Adams his nephew played on some of Croon's teams yeah it's been a bunch of them that's what I'm saying we all know hundreds of Larry's but you ain't never seen one in a daycare we must call them something different when they're little Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. From earlier, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you. Head on out and get some Mexican food, but at 50% capacity if they're open. Isn't that the rule? I'll be honest with y'all. I don't I have not followed exactly what the governor said about these different rules and stuff all that closely. I, I just haven't followed it that closely. I should have. I, I know he said some stuff and I don't know. I think it's just because we don't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> we don't we're not going out like shopping in strip malls. We're not eating in restaurants. We don't do that stuff anyway. So I guess that's why I haven't paid attention. I figure I'll get I'll, whatever I need to know. Annabeth will tell me. My lovely wife will tell me everything I need to know about it. Let me throw some uh, nostalgia your way real quick. And then I have a football nugget for you. First up on the nostalgia list. On this day, in 1988, the 100th episode of Night Court aired on NBC. Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all how important your, uh, how important sound is. 90% of y'all can't remember one single solitary episode of Night Court, but you can picture it, and if I play this song, you automatically know what show it is. And just because we made fun of it, I'm going to do it again. On this day in 2001, the 200th episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, aired on CBS. 200. Sing it. The man sang his own theme song. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know <laughs> the truth of wrong from right. He's really speaking it. Because the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When you're in Texas, look behind you.
1: Because that's where the ranger's gonna be.
0: Oh yeah, oh Chuck Norris. He's all these different things, you know. He doesn't sleep, he waits. You know, that kind of stuff. All the Chuck Norris one-liners, all that stuff. Walker, Texas Ranger. i tell you what, he's not. He ain't a singer. But if you're Chuck Norris, you just do your own theme song, don't you? I mean, it just fits right with his. It fits right in with his reputation. Here's another one. On this day in 1978, Pete Rose collected his 3,000th hit. Rose
1: leveling the bat. Roger sights a sign from Carter. The 1-0 pitch swung on. Pete Rose with base hit number 3,000
0: in his major league career as he lines a single to left. So it happened at Riverfront Stadium on this day, May 5th, 1978. He became the 13th player at that time in Major League history to collect his 3,000th hit. It was a single to left field off uh, Steve Rogers of the Expos. It was in his 16th season. He did it quicker than any of the other dozen players who had done the same thing he did. He got there faster than they did at 3,000. Okay, that was in 1978. We know the whole Pete Rose deal. But did you all see this about Pete Rose? They posted it yesterday. A former Expo's groundskeeper says he witnessed it, and he, could, he he knows it, that for years and years, Pete Rose corked his bat. <laughs> Rumors have existed for years that Pete Rose played with a corked bat. And that talk has resurfaced because of an interesting claim made by a former Montreal Expo's groundskeeper. His name, Joe Jammer. What a great name. With a name like Joe Jammer, how do you become a groundskeeper and not an an athlete yourself? He was a groundskeeper for the Expos for 11 years, including when Rose played for the Expos in 84. In a recent phone interview with uh, somebody in Montreal, Jammer said Rose regularly had his bats corked in the visitor's clubhouse by a team staffer and even named the guy. He said it. He said, I found out he was corking his bats. Pete was too smart to deal with Expo's equipment manager, John Silverman. So Brian Greenberg, who worked in the visitor's clubhouse, did it. He took me into a room, a door to the left, and underneath tarps, there was the machine. (laughs) they drill out the bat, cork it, cap it, bone it so you couldn't see the seam, and run him out there. So, there's a little bit of a theme, even though this has been one of those shows where you just, you just don't know. But there's a little bit of a theme, and the theme is this. In the first hour, you're kidding me. Rick Patino cheats as a basketball coach? You're kidding. Sarcasm. Pete Rose might have cheated and corked his bat? You're kidding me. Well, there's a little more sarcasm for you. Are you really surprised? I mean, no, I'm not surprised. Do you care if major leaguers cork their bat? Is that a big deal to you? I mean, it's against the rules. A bunch of y'all don't care if they use steroids. You've told me that. Well, it's against the rules. Well, I don't care. What about cork bats? What about a little pine tar under the bill of the cap of the pitcher so he can snap off that curveball a little better? Huh? What about spit balls? (laughs) He played 95 games for the Expos. I'm saying this guy had plenty of time to see. And now he's just telling you. Yeah, he did it. Corked his bat. I saw it. Our equipment manager for the Expos wouldn't fool with him, so he went to the other guy. It seems legit to me. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying it seemed like it's, you know, true. Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. Here we go back over to the governor's press conference. Jason says on the country pleasing text, I listened to every word of the governor's press conference up until he mentioned Nancy Pelosi. Again, who has absolutely nothing to do with state of Mississippi politics. I don't do that party line stuff from anyone. That's from Jason. He said he listened to it. I missed it. And I got a little news. There's some stuff on Twitter about a new uh, one of the the... Big-time openings in high school football in terms of uh, head coaching positions that were open here in high school football. And there's some news popping up, popping up all over Twitter that they have found their man at Tupelo High School. I'll tell you who uh, is reported to be the new Tupelo head football coach coming up next. on. Uh, I'm seeing it on Twitter. You can probably see it for yourself. But if you're in the car, just keep your ears peeled. I'll tell you who it is in about five minutes from right now. So stick around with me. In a Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. Stay with me. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, let's go. Uh, let's knock out a few news items for you and then see what your reaction is to this, y'all. Feel free to text me. On the Country please, and text line, 885-ESPN, call me on the Davini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It's nine nine five one zero five nine. 1059 All those are 601 numbers. First up, I told you this a minute ago, Dalton Middleton, who covers high school sports for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, which is based in Tupelo tweeted and is reporting that Tupelo is hiring for its new head football coaching position. Uh, Wait a minute. That that was totally worded wrong. Tupelo is hiring as football coach Ty Harden from Houston. Ty at Houston was 38 and 14 and took them to uh, four straight playoff appearances in four years. There as the head coach at Houston, young guy who his family's got some Tupelo ties also uh, on his, on, I think on his wife's side, but Ty, young, energetic, hard nose, uh, had a lot of success in a short amount of time at Houston, a place that over the years, Houston high school there has been uh, over the years, been a hard place to win and they won and they turned out some recruits and they were physical on defense and, And anyway, I'm proud for him. Ty has actually been on this show, if y'all remember, you may or may not, back around the Super Bowl. We had Ty on the show because we talked about the fact that he was an assistant at Houston High School when Chris Jones, the big defensive lineman, came through there. And He talked about Chris's recruitment and what that was like. And, uh, of course, we got to watch Chris win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. That was pretty neat. But yeah, so that report out there on Twitter right now, I do think it is soon to be official. But a report from Dalton Milton, Ty Harden, hu- uh, formerly Houston's head coach, four straight playoff appearances there. He's going to be Tupelo's new head coach, and the word is around here. You know, I live in Tupelo, and, and the word is that you know previous head coach Trent Hammond, really and whole staff, all the way down into that eighth, ninth grade group, they just done a phenomenal job, and they had. Trent Hammond uh, elevated the program. He kind of got it back up, and then uh, of course played for one state championship and uh, a lot of recruits. But had young groups coming up, and that whoever uh, was going to get the Tupelo jobs coming in it to it with an opportunity to really win some ball games over the next few years. Anyway, that's the talk, and uh, so you got uh, so you got that. There was uh, one coronavirus story I was going to pass your way. This is unrelated to sports. Uh, I saw it pop up on Twitter a minute ago. 81 employees at one Massachusetts Walmart have tested positive for the coronavirus. 81 employees at one Walmart. The infected employees account for just under 20%. Of the 414 workers there, did y'all realize that many people work at one Walmart? I I mean, you know, not to chase a rabbit. I mean, here we are doing that. But, I mean, I'm going, okay, so 81 employees. You tell me 81 employees at one particular Walmart test positive for the coronavirus. My head, I've never worked at a Walmart. I don't know. never managed one. I don't know. So, in my head, you go, okay, 81. Well, heck, that's nearly all of them, ain't it? I've never seen 81 employees in there at one time. (laughs) And then this tells me that 81 of them is 20% of the 414 workers at that one Walmart. Now, I know they have different shifts and times. Not everybody's working there all the time. I didn't realize that nearly 500 people can work at one Walmart. I had no idea. Okay. Okay. Back over here to the sports side of things, I touched on this earlier. This is a story about the Big Ten and their, you know, suspension of all sports during this pandemic. It, it, I don't know that this directly affects you if you're an SEC fan, state, Ole Miss, Alabama, anybody. I, I don't know that. You know, in normal circumstances, when when something happens in one Power Five conference, it usually gives you a great indication of what other Power Five conferences will do, won't do. That's not the case now. I think you have conferences right now, just like at the beginning of the show, we talked about on the Rich Eisen show. Rich Eisen said he's got a contact in college football It says they're going to play this fall and some conferences may do their own thing but here's this piece of news. The big 10 conference has extended its suspension of organized team activities through June the 1st. So events practices, all that's been canceled for nearly two months during this coronavirus deal. They initially had, uh, activities in the big 10 potentially resuming in april that obviously did not happen and so here in the last 24 hours they say well you know what we're just going to continue this suspension on up to june the first you know is it significant that it's not july you know i I don't really know i just think it's a piece of information you need to have as a sports fan put it in your pocket and, and there it is and then uh here's another piece of news for you the whole you know the rich get richer Quarterback recruit in the class of 2021, Garrett Nussmeyer. You recognize that name, Nussmeyer? Yeah, you probably do. Garrett Nussmeyer committed to LSU. His dad is a coach, Doug Nussmeyer. All right, Garrett Nussmeyer, four star prospect. Okay. Six foot two, 182 pounds. His dad is former New Orleans Saints quarterback and current Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks coach, Doug Nussmeier. Um, the, the thing is, too, yeah, Nussmeier coached and spent a good bit of time coaching at Alabama. Right? Yeah, he did. He was at Alabama for a while. Anyway, his kid's going to LSU. And the quotes and everything, it's all about their offense. It's all about falling in love with the offense, the way it looked with Joe Burrow running it. That experience last year for LSU, national championship Joe Burrow directing their offense is what sold this kid, whose dad is a coach, a former QB, and a current NFL quarterback coach, sold him on going to LSU. So file that one away, too, under the category of, you know, sometimes the rich just keep getting richer. It's just what they do. Here we go. Uh, we'll close things out today with some text over here on the Country Please and text line, Country Please and Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. And they they do have the butcher shop open. Um, They're in Florence. If you're traveling on Highway 49, go through Florence, you have a chance to stop in, do that. You'll be glad you did. Somebody sent me a text, I'm sorry, a tweet over the weekend. A listener who drove over from Meridian to the Country Meat Packers butcher shop and store in Florence because they'd heard it on the show, went over there, bought a whole bunch of stuff, stocked up, and drove back to Meridian with it. It's worth it. He admitted it. Yeah, it's worth the try. Flowtown Ghost, we were talking about Walmart. That's why at first I thought it was a fake story. It said 81 employees at a single Massachusetts Walmart tested positive for the coronavirus. You go, holy cow, that's all of them. Nope. It says it's 20% of the 414 workers there. <laughs> I said, I've never seen that many in there. And Flowtown Ghost on the text line says, I've never seen eight workers in one Walmart. If they've got 414 employees at one Walmart, they better never have a big long line at a checkout counter. I mean, we ought to all have our very own personalized checkout counter. They got 400 people working in there. (laughs) I agree. Eric had the same thought. He said that many people, all the registers ought to be open. Tony Joe, all those employees dang sure aren't working the cash register. (laughs) They ain't doing that, are they? We know that. Here's a question. Does Walmart really want to check people out quickly or not? Jason in Flagstaff, tells me 81 workers got caught, uh, workers caught it from some goober who either wouldn't wear a mask or the individual store wouldn't supply them. I mean, that's it. Look, I'll take one person to come in there and spread it, right? That's the way this thing does. Chris says, the Kroger I work at employs a little over 200. See, that's the thing. Those of us who have never worked there on that side of things, Chris, we have no idea. We have no idea. Because obviously every employee is not going to be somebody who you see when you are walking around in the store. But I just had no idea that a Kroger has over 200 employees. I had no clue. Tiger David says, let Beaver talk more. The text line will pick up. He needs his own show. I agree with that. I think Beaver is one of the more entertaining talkers we have around here. The problem is, I don't know when he'd fit it in his schedule, his own show. (laughs) He'd have to quit. One of these other jobs first. I totally agree with you, though. Good stuff. Hour two. It really did pick up, though. Enjoyed y'all. That's because Beaver was talking. (laughs) All right. Good show. I enjoyed it. Hump Day tomorrow. If nothing else, we'll dance around the studio on Hump Day. We'll play the Humpty Dance. I promise you that. So I'll see you then. See ya!